Welcome back to another episode of Family Records. As always, I'm your host, Blake Sweet. And again this week, Matt is showing us how little he cares about this podcast. So joining me today is Mikey Lannon to help audition another replacement. Hi, Blake. I'm always happy to judge people. <laughs> what are you hoping for today, Mikey? Um, to, to laugh and to talk about like food and shit. And to, you know, have a good time. Just have a general good time and to feel comfortable with a possible replacement for Matt. That's a solid answer. Yeah. All right. And now the man of the hour, quite literally because he has a hard out. Uh, You know him. You love him. The great Sean Michael McGrory is with us. Hey, everyone. Great to be back. How are we all doing? Doing good. How are you, buddy? Oh, doing pretty well. Thanks for asking, man. Uh, You've had some work recently. Yes, yes. Um, it's been nice. It was slow for like, you know, the last whole two years. Um, yeah, and then all of a sudden, the last like three weeks, I've been trying to book you for <laughs> a guest spot. And it's like, nope, I'm working this weekend. <laughs> it used to be all the time, man. Um, I'm grateful for any work nowadays. Um, it was two separate projects. Both are working under like working titles. So there's no point. Um, I signed an NDA for one of them. So, um, oh, you signed an NDA? Yeah, you tip. You typically do. Okay, you know. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense. Like that, just that still sounds so cool and official. That like, <laughs> it's fun. You know, it's fun to like drop. But um, yeah, like NDAs other... are always fun. Like, it's the same thing when like you have to actually like show an armed security guard your badge, even if it's just yeah. you work at a bank. You know, you're like, ooh, wow, I'm a part of something. Like, yeah. whoa, <laughs> I could get in legal trouble. Wow. Mikey, did you ever have that? Was there like some official thing? Is there some official thing working for like painting houses? No. That makes you feel cool and like you have your shit together? No. What? What about CVS? Was there anything about I, that job that made you feel like your job is cool? I had to do a drug test. That's there you go. No. I had to get fingerprinted when I worked at the bank. I got fingerprinted once. That was that was that was interesting. Like for employment or like by a cop? Uh for employment. Okay. I just, I feel like we have to specify that. <laughs> right on. Isn't there like a, a union for people who paint houses? Don't you join like the Teamsters or something? Um, I have not joined a union. Really? Yeah. Oh. Like there are well, unions. You can join unions, but I never joined a union. Well, mm. I mean, it's just him and Matt. Yeah. So hi- him unionizing kind of fucks Matt. <laughs> well, you better get on it first. Yeah, <laughs> and I feel like uni- unionizing in my current situation would be a hindrance to me, honestly. Just a hassle? Yeah. Like, too much work? Yeah. The benefit doesn't outweigh the effort? <laughs> I just see Mikey standing outside the houses while Matt's painting, like, <laughs> we're all be painting unfair. <laughs> <laughs> sure that would go over well. We, we demand health care and... um. Fucking what else do people demand? Uh, paid vacation. Do you not get? Well, I guess neither does Matt. No, we don't. That's not. We if can't. you guys aren't painting, you're not making money. So yeah. <laughs> and if you're not painting, he's not painting. Yeah. <laughs> but business is good, right? Oh yeah, no like, business is good right now. The, uh, There's a lot of people to be murdered. What? Painting. 
What do you guys well, mean by paint houses? Yeah, like like Jimmy Hoffa painted houses. That's what I did. He yeah. really. I was talking about the Teamsters, and we took it literally. I was trying to, you know, joke around and have a good time on the podcast. But <laughs> I was joking that around went yeah. over all of our heads. <laughs> In other because news, I honestly don't know what union of painter would join. So I thought you were just like being serious. <laughs> no, no, I don't know. It was, it was a, it was a reach. I'm not in fine form tonight, gentlemen. My apologies. We'll all right. get there. Well, then I guess that's our cue to start drinking. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so this week. We have Horse Soldier Premium Straight Bourbon Whiskey, Forged in Fire. Uh, Horse Soldier is from Horse Soldier Distillery in Columbus, Ohio. And I, I literally only picked it because it's got this cool little like brass plate on the bottle. And because Horse Soldier. Mm. Uh, I wish I could say... Like, I, I wish I could say yes to that, but... Yeah, no, it was literally just because of the brass plate on the bottle. Yeah. Google it at home, guys. It's beautiful. It is a cool bottle. Um, I'm not going to bother reading the description because that's always like the dullest part of all this because I never make it through them. That label looks like uh, a press a penny. Yeah, right? Yeah, from like a, <laughs> an amusement park or something yeah, like that. Yeah. I... Sean, have you ever been to an amusement park? Yeah. What's your favorite amusement park? Uh, one that has bought literally everything else uh, on the entire planet, and soon they will. One day they'll own the rights to me and this podcast, and Six if Flags. All of you. If only. Six Flags. Yeah, Six Flags. Exactly. <laughs> How's that theme song go again with the old man? Uh I. Couldn't tell you off the top of my head. Use it for the hamsters. I know it's too. called "We Like to Party," mm. but I don't remember how it goes. Uh, Mikey, isn't it that is this... we like to move it, move it? No, you like to move it, move it. No, no. that's a different song. That's Madagascar. That's, I like to move it. It's not, full of. It's I, kind not of. We like to party. Oh, it's not, they're it's two not different like songs. Okay. is it? There's like a lot it's of a horns Scotty. though, like a lot of trumpets and yeah. I don't know. Yeah, but, you gotta look that up. What's the copyright rule here? Like ten seconds. Hang on. Hang on. Can we start drinking? I want, yes. Yeah. Why don't right. we all find that? Slancha, fellas. Thanks. Chin, chin. Slancha. It tastes like bourbon. Yeah, no, that's good. It's good. Like it's, uh... <laughs> Feeling like a horse soldier. <laughs> oh, good God. Wow. It's what? some hair on your chest yeah it's it's not bad it doesn't have that bad of a burn which like that's always nice it seems like with the dollar amount the smoother it is but uh, it's just another bourbon i think it's better than breckenridge which is what we had last week oh you weren't here i was not i bought breckenridge just to make a cannibal the musical joke on the podcast yeah i caught that that was funny (laughs) oh mikey's Looking up the Six Flags song, and he's got a YouTube ad. Is it one of the unskippable ones? No, no, no. It's 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 a commercial. Oh, I forgot that there was actual context. I thought it was just the bald dude dancing. It's like you got to introduce the, the bald man. The theme in my head is the popcorn song, but it's not quite there. It is. Yeah. yeah. 
All right, that's enough. <laughs> so Free there it is. Little plug for Six Flags. <laughs> yeah. I want to go to uh, Grand is Adventure. Still, is it still Discovery Kingdom? Braille, the one I, in the I, Bay Area? I could not tell you. It would be I weird know. I if just I remember went there it was, now. I just remember it was cool because they did have an orca. Have you gone there? Yeah. Is it like how are the rides? They're not bad. Great America's better. Crazy place to take your kids. I do remember seeing the orca there when I was like five years old with my oh, yeah. cousin. And that like I still have a photo of like to this day. And oh, yeah. No. Six Flags is fun. All, all the Six Flags always have like awesome roller coasters. Yeah. Flight deck, baby. Yup. I don't know mm. what that is. What's flight deck? That's one of those roller coasters where like your feet dangle, right? Yep. No, those yep. are fun. Yeah. I've never done the laying down ones though. Like the ones that I are called not... like Superman oh, and stuff. I did oh, freak those. me out. Can't do them. I did that Tatsu. That's Magic I'd Mountain, say, right? Yeah, Tatsu at Magic Mountain is one of those and it was so much fun. How was that? See, terrifying. Absolutely. And then like you go into this like loop where like you're laying almost like you're laying down on your back. It was oh. It's fun and like it's, it feels really cool when you go through that, but it's terrifying when like you're hanging and it's just like this weird like thing is just strapping you in. And it's like one little thing goes loose and I'm just like fucking skidding across the the concrete. <laughs> mm-hmm. Ugh. How is Magic Mountain? Because like I've only ever driven by it on my way to Disneyland. You've never been yeah. to Magic Mountain? It's so much fun. I've just yeah, I've just driven by it on my way to Disneyland. Same. That's <laughs> kind of unfortunate placement for them. That yeah, it's only right? like forty five minutes away from Anaheim. It yeah. was great for me growing up. I'm sure California. it was. You dick. I had Six Flags and Knott's Berry Farm too. Oh, I've heard that the Halloween stuff they do at Knott's Berry is just off the chain. Not Scary Farm. I've heard that too. I never went. What? They did a Walking Dead theme one one year when I was living down south, and I was so tempted to go, but I was like on a ramen noodle and PB&J diet back then, and I couldn't afford the 30 bucks. I remember those days. Those days are still happening sometimes. but uh, (laughs) (laughs) Depending on how much you splurge on the weekend. For real, dude. Like, I, I get paid twice a month. And so, like, there are some months where it all lines up perfectly, and I get paid. I feel like I get paid big paychecks and fairly often, but then there are other times where it's like, I'll go three weeks without a check. I don't know how that works. If I get paid on the first and the fifteenth every month, why the hell are are my paychecks closer together sometimes and further apart other times? Longer months. I I guess it like it has. To do with how many weekends are in between the first and the fifteenth. Sometimes I get paychecks. But, like uh, sometimes I have months where I get three paychecks. Mm-hmm. Like once, two months a year. Yeah, no, I get two paychecks a month. It's like yeah. set calendar days. But sometimes there's more money in them, and sometimes there's less, and sometimes they're like really close together. And I don't know. I, I don't know why anyone would listen to me talk about my paychecks. We're listening but, uh, <laughs> right now, dude. It's like, you guys get paychecks? Like, I just show up here and do the work, and I go, you guys get paychecks? Uh, yeah. From, we, from not, painting houses. No, yeah, no. It's my day job. Day tango. job. Oh, day job, day job. <laughs> I just go around, you know, whacking people. <laughs> and what that, do you do? What do you do, Blake? Marketing. Mm, a likely I'd rather story. paint houses. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Either kind of painting houses I would rather do. <laughs> painting houses is not all it's cracked up to be. Oh, I, I didn't say it was cracked up 
to be I just <laughs> there's an entire like, there's an entire metaphor for tricking somebody in a painting. It's Tom Sawyer. Well, yeah, a guy wrote a whole book about it. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like painting, <laughs> painting kind of sucks. Like I enjoy it. No, 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 like, like I understand that. I imagine. I'm just saying, like it takes a certain, it takes a special kind of person to mm-hmm. sit behind a desk and stare at a computer all day, because mm. that's that's what all marketing is. I thought it was going to be more Mad Men, yeah, than what it was. You, you thought you guys were going to hang out and drink brandy, less and of cake, the glitz and, and glam, smoke a bunch of cigarettes in the office, yeah, that's right, and yeah, hit on all the secretary. Oh yeah, that's the- <laughs> no, I don't know. I just thought it was going to be a more yeah glamorous job. Oh, reality. You but I also, mistress. Yeah. <laughs> There's no such thing as glamorous work. It's all just fucking work. Yeah, like yeah. This, this job, this job fucking blows. This job right here we're doing yeah. right now? Yeah. I enjoy it sometimes. No, I, I love this job, but there is a lot of work that goes into behind the scenes. Hmm. I'm sure it's the same with acting. Like, yeah. There's, there's a lot of like bullshit that you have to put up with. Well, no. Um, the bullshit mostly comes from you, right? Like if you're off of your game for. Oh, I thought even... you were just like addressing it at me. Yeah, like, what, what the bullshit, bullshit comes from you, Blake. <laughs> you make acting really fucking hard for me. Wait, Sean. Sean, I mean, I, have a I am a nitpicky director. Sean, I have, I have a question about acting. So, like, when you have a role and you're preparing for a role, how much time do you spend preparing for a role before you show up to perform? This is going to be a really, really shitty answer, but okay. honestly, um, it depends on the level of production and how much like I'm invested in it, and you know, like if I've got had the opportunity to read the script and whatnot. Um, <laughs> how how prepared have you been for the roles you've done for us? <laughs> <laughs> that is the best possible response you could have given, John. <laughs> Donnie Pickles. Um, I, I did spend uh, the better part of uh, a day on uh, because I spent a, a good couple of hours. I'd say like like two or three um, on one day and then like another three or four really just kind of like fiddling around with placement. But I'd been out of practice for like a year. Yeah. Um, well, Simon, that, that was Simon also your debut. Was Yeah. I wanted to you Donnie know, Pickles make a was... good impression. <laughs> um, I would I would say yeah. that the the last two I definitely you, did the uh Thank you. the family guy ske- sketch with uh Ben Affleck. I was like, how does this guy sound like? Hello? <laughs> Hello? Hello. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. All right. Time to go to work. <laughs> um, which it is worked, lazy. Though. Yeah, no. no. Like, dude, that's how we all find our voices. I have never prepared for a single <laughs> character I've played. Like we we Really? Sit down- <laughs> Fuck you, Mikey. You know this. You're the I, one who I usually know. tells know, me man. what voice to do. I was being sarcastic. <laughs> Your performance as the turkey, I felt, was transformative. <laughs> yeah, no, we found that outside the studio, like 20 minutes before coming into the booth. Oh, shit. We need a turkey, like, guys. What, what the hell kind of voice would I even give a turkey? And then I started just going, couple, 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 couple. And I just started like <laughs> yeah, no, trying how, to talk in that voice. That's how Matt came up with young Bob because Bob's character that he played old older Bob in another episode. And he just so, went couple couple couple. Yeah, no, and then he, he ended up with Bob. No, he uh, we were out back, we were out talking about it, and I'm like, can you just do Bob but younger? And he's like, what? Okay, let me try. And then he just tries it, and he fucking figures out right there. No, like at some point, I feel like we're gonna have to put more preparation into this if we want better voices. 
I'm pointing the finger at myself mostly. <laughs> well, yeah. Uh, no. But we've all done it where we just find a voice in the moment. And life gets in the way. Yeah. You know, that's the that's a diff- difficult part of being uh, a creative in any aspect is you have something and you, you have uh, a project that you're working on and you have an idea in your head of like what it's going to sound like, um, how you're going to sound or look, you know, what the final product is going to be like. But there's so many other things that go into it. Other people's performances, post-production. Oh, yeah. Once you get to like million dollar stuff you know like if a sponsor that you had is like oh you know what like mm, we're not really vibing with the project we're gonna revoke our stuff and then you gotta reshoot an entire like pilot episode or that's true we have so much more to worry about as we get bigger yeah (laughs) more money more problems you think it's stressful now but with more money comes a bit more help so um sean that's true like we can pay these friends you keep telling us about that you're going to bring in. <laughs> Start with staff. My friends are happy to <laughs> help at the moment. Okay. But, Good yeah, to know. you know, later later down the road. Um, what were you going to say, Mikey? Uh, I was going to ask, uh, I wanted to go back to the uh, prepared actor question. Yeah. And ask you, what is the most uh, prepared you've ever been for a role? Heavy hitter. We don't usually get questions does like it, this. Yeah. Does it count if you were like just born for a role? Would you say that's the most prepared you'd <laughs> I don't know. I mean, unless you have something specifically written for you, I don't like the phrase born to play, I guess. It, mm. I, I just think that means like you're a chameleon of a performer. You know? I was going to say, have you ever seen like somebody really embody a character like that just naturally? Because... We, we throw that phrase around a lot. You know, this actor was born to play this role. Mm-hmm. But, like, I wonder if they still had to work their ass off to fit into that role. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. Absolutely. Or yeah, if, uh, if, like, uh, any actor can just naturally step into a role like that. I was watching this uh, fucking Kevin Smith talking about when he wrote Clerks. And he wrote the role of Jay for his friend Jay, Jay Muse. Mm-hmm. Like you guys, I'm sure you guys know that. So Jason and, Muse was the muse for Jay. Yeah. But he gave he gave he gave Jason the script, I guess. And Jason Muse is just kind of like, I don't know how to do this. And he's like, it's fucking you. Just be you. <laughs> and he says so and he reads it all awkwardly, doesn't know how to be himself. Well, yeah. I mean Is that why you just play yourself so much, Mikey? Mm. It's interesting. You put a camera or a microphone in front of somebody, heaven forbid both, and like, you know, you forget how to be human. Oh, yeah. It it happens. Still. A lot. <laughs> Still, you know. I'll be reading sides and I'm like, in my, like, I'll read through it and I'll be like, oh my God, yeah, okay, I've got the beats down. Um, and then I'll go to do the self tape and I'll, I'll look at it and be like, oh my God, dude, what were you, what, what? No, you yeah. got it. You had it all oh, wrong. It happens all the time. Uh, it this happens a lot on stage too. With like, like I'll write jokes and I'll I'll do anything from um, like, you know, I'll write anything from one sentence to uh, like actually writing out my entire set. And no matter what, if I have to reference my notes at all, even like at an open mic, it comes out so stiff. Mm. Because as I'm sitting there writing my material, I'm not, I don't know, like your written voice is different. Yeah. You know, so like you're writing it in your written voice and then you have to get up on stage and try and 
read it in your speaking voice. Mm -hmm. It's a bitch. That's why a lot of uh, writers have a really, really hard time uh, with dialogue. Yeah. Um, also, be, you know, because like the way that you speak uh, or like the cadence and whatnot, the slang you use, it's going to differ from how somebody else might speak. So mm, that's another uh, thing about writing. Just daunting, daunting stuff. Oh, yeah. No, it, especially at this stage, like where we're at. I mean, a lot of writing is literally just writing something bad for the sake of being bad. Yeah. Just just to say that you've written something and just keep doing it. Like like with stand-up, that's a lot, lot of what it is. I can spend two hours with a notebook and have five sentences and have none of it be funny. But I will, I, I will go up and I will tell it on stage and I will like put it through the ringer time and time again, add to it, edit it. Cause that's the way, like, that's how you got to do it. Trial and error, baby. Yeah. (laughs) I was recently. It is not easy. Reading this script. uh, And it was really, it it was really good. It won some awards up in Seattle. Um, And I, oh my goodness. First lost train of the evening. Choo choo. Um, There it goes. (laughs) We need Um, a sound effect for that. Cause that happens a lot. (laughs) With me specifically. I. but yeah, it was like version 5.04. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, that's why it's won the awards. Like, you start with a great idea and then you go scene by scene, line by line, you know, and then you have mm. other people read it. And like, is this organic? Does this is choppy, yeah. you know? And well, and that's, we've had that, we've had that happen too. Like, I am still terrified to bring a script in front of Ellis. Yeah. Because <laughs> Ellis rips our writing apart but then like a so much better of a product comes out after it yeah but I, it is so like it's so painful to see you or matt bring a script to the group that like you guys spent so much time on and you're so proud of and ellis just rips your heart out and throws it on the ground yeah, he's well, good at doing that. <laughs> i think that it's important to again, have friends like that that yeah. challenge you though um again and, it and results in better work every succeed. time yeah like there's there's a fine balance between being like, oh my god, you guys are fucking. This is a piece of shit, and like, no, you know, what are you doing? Compared to like, oh no, there's really something here. But like, you know, I do this and this, and I don't think any person alive would ever say that like that. You know, yeah. You need to like swallow your ego for a little, and it's hard. Believe me, man. Oh, yeah, like yeah. when I get uh, constructive criticism, I'm always like, hey, fuck you. You don't know what you're talking about. And then you, I go home and I'm like. Some pretty fucking solid advice. Okay. No, at least. Maybe I'll apply. (laughs) At least constructive criticism is some kind of a response. It's like when when you tell a joke on stage and it bombs, like all you're getting is just the air sucked out of the room. That's constructive criticism. (laughs) That is, believe it or not. No, no, it is. is, But like there's nothing constructive about it. It's just, oh, this is bad. (laughs) Start by telling, uh, like, your 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 close friends and and family members to or coworkers oh, yeah, yeah. coworkers are better because they have less of an investment in you. Yes, um, and so that'll be closer to like your average just person on a Retail night out. Retail customers were how I even got the idea that I was going to do this. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. But that's still when you get up on stage and you get into a room, you're not riffing anymore. You're up there trying to deliver prepared material. I think that's that's the part that'll fuck with you. Everyone has their own process, but like, I don't know, man. Bullet point it like have have, 
like have a flow, like know where you want, know where point A is and know where Z is and know where you want to go. But just everything in the middle, it's a give and take with the audience. If you get up there and you're like, you know, this is what I have. It's black and white. It's going to come off rigid. And the whole part, the whole like appeal, I feel like of stand up comedy is like the, I don't fucking give a shit. You know, oh, I, yeah, no. I could be, I could be anywhere else, you know, that, that really is, but it takes a lot of work to get to that point where you look like you're up there without a care in the world. Fake it till you make it, baby. Oh, exactly. No. And that's like, <laughs> you even hear the big names like, um, like shit, even Dave Chappelle has to go and slog through open mics and open mics and open mics, working shit out mm-hmm. um, for hours and hours before it's even worth a $10 ticket. It is insane. Yeah. I, I got to imagine acting is very similar. I just like you guys get to rehearse and practice. and I always <laughs> thought so. Um, having been doing the film thing for a good long while now, I uh, often will get 24 hours notice and we'll get like, you know, aside with a couple of lines, zero context about the script whatsoever. You can't contact anyone and ask like, Hey, like I have a couple interpretations and you know, um, so they just like hope that you get it right. Yeah. They're looking for somebody who, you know, does this every day and who has two or three types that they play. Right. And then they look at the script and they go like, Oh, this is like hipster me or like, I can play like a cop. Like this is like clean cut me or, you know, like, so what you're saying is a lot of your acting roles, like actual professional shit, you put about as much preparation into as you do our roles. No, 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 no. I I, I would, I would say the few times, um, I was offered a principal part on a television show. Um, yeah, you know, because you get sides and you get excited for it. It's just it's hard not to, right? Um, yeah. And that's that's the difficult thing uh, about uh, editing uh, in the industry is you'll have a bunch of these sides and you'll be like, oh, great. Like, we might be able to use them at some point in time. Odds are you're not going to, though. I know you guys know that. You yeah. write a bunch of stuff and be like, oh, I fucking love this and I adore it and I want it to be in so bad, but. Dude, the fit. amount of finished scripts that you will never see, mm-hmm. it's unreal. The, and that's just the finished ones. <laughs> There's a bunch of outlines and like half written scripts on my computer right now that are just. I lost interest in or I tabled for later and never got back to scribbled ideas for dialogue. Yeah. We have a shared note on our uh, iCloud. That's just all of our script ideas and it is pages and pages and pages long. Good ideas. So many of them are never going to get touched (laughs) for a while. You know, that page will always exist and you can go back and pull from it. Um, Sometimes when you have exhausted ideas, you know, that's a good little that's bank fair. to pull from. That's we do turn there a lot to find our quickies. Yeah, because like we we've gone back there. Didn't just Dr. Quack like, just start as some random note in there? Yeah, I think it was Matt randomly wrote Dr. Quack, and I thought it was the funniest fucking oh, thing yeah. in the world. And then <laughs> that was a three part <laughs> short. Dr. Quack, it's two parts so far. Oh, two parts. Blake, I thought there was a third. Giving no, shit that's, away. That's it's in uh, the works Super right Van. now. Super Van's got three parts. Ah, Super Van. That's what it. That was another one that we just like threw in there. <laughs> yeah. 
So uh, when is Dr. Quack Phase 2 coming into play? Oh, that'll be in the new year. That'll be season two of Fat Tango Presents. Oh, really? It'll be in Fat Tango Productions or phase two. Yeah. (laughs) Trust me, we've got this shit planned out to like phase six. Oh, I believe it. I believe it. That's when Simon returns all the way. (laughs) Jim lad. The Russo brothers are coming in after phase three. (laughs) It's going to be great. We'll, uh get abrams for the final snow wars episode <laughs> yeah it'll be up no anyone but abrams uh he wouldn't be able to do what he does best anyways you can't do lens flare on a podcast yeah i don't know how that would Sorry. that's also why we Short can't get kenneth that's also it's <laughs> <laughs> also why we can't get kenneth branagh involved Oof. right didn't he do thor with all the dutch angles mm. yeah Kenneth Branagh did Thor. I like Thor. I like Kenneth Branagh. Yeah, but he can't do Dutch angles on a podcast. Um, no, no, you I, can't. I guess all of our cover art could have it. <laughs> Just all be tilted. Yeah. <laughs> like a sense of humor. It'd be perfect. Good representation. All right, fine. Let's get Kenneth Branagh in, in on this. What are you chewing on, Mikey? What are you doing over there? His headphones. Yeah. Mikey, those are expensive headphones, and you're going to have to buy a new pair. They're my fucking headphones. I can do what I want. Mm. <sighs> Little rebel. Whatever, whatever. <laughs> I do what I want. Uh, how many South Park references have we made now? <laughs> I tried so hard once we went on to like not make a South Park reference, and I think I up like- until this moment... I've done pretty good, but now that we're we've, we've crossed we've that threshold, a few of them off Mike for sure. Yeah, before we got them out of the way. <laughs> Apparently, Mikey didn't. You can't uh, stop, man. Did you want Mikey? What did you think of the new? I the was going pandemic to ask exactly. Did you watch it too? Yeah, I couldn't help myself. I man. didn't finish it. I still have to go back. It's like it's but... not their best work. No, I fucking love it. But it's it great. made me like it made me chuckle. And... What I saw of it was funny. I'm, I love, you know, like anything they touch. I'm just. Oh, yeah. I, I'm so invested in that universe and those characters that I, they could do well, anything and I would love it. Like, the best, I mean, those characters are our age. Yeah. <laughs> Grew up with them. Quite literally. The best part about uh, this special and like what they do in general now is like you have no idea what it's going to be. You don't get any previews or trailers or synopsis. It's just kind of like. You, you just get to go yeah. start it and strap in. Mm-hmm. Dude, to get to that level of success, like seriously, anyone who wants to pay me to work once a year, yeah. I'm in. Uh, you know, and I'll, I'll work my ass off that once a year. <laughs> I don't know, dude. If you're ever in a place where you have consistent enough work, where you have control over literally oh, yeah. every aspect of it, where like 18 seasons oh, yeah, in, you can be like, like yeah, I'm done. But I don't want to piss off the fan base because I want to do other projects. So let's just start a hashtag cancel South Park and we'll yeah. put it at the end of every episode. Like, <laughs> I hope I have that much work coming in where I can be like, no, nah, yeah, like, I'm done can, with this can project. Can somebody cancel this so that I don't disappoint the fans? Yeah, well, <laughs> I don't know, man. Um, we talk about them a lot, but have you guys ever seen the Book of Mormon? Yeah, I have not. I saw it. Next time it comes out I'm, to San Francisco, we'll all get tickets and we'll go together. That'll I be a great really evening. want to see it. It's a lot of fun. It's really funny. Oh. If you liked Cannibal, the musical, or whatever else they've done, because I know 
they've dabbled in musicals long before the Book of Mormon. Uh, you'll adore oh, I believe this. it. It's <laughs> Trey Parker's an under or underrated songwriter. The fact like, that like music composition is hard, yeah, man. Like, yeah, <clears throat> way, way, way beyond me. If you're listening at home and you've taken a basic music composition class, give yourself a pat on the back. That's hard. You did well. Good for you. Yeah, I took music history. That was about the extent that I could handle. Yeah. <laughs> Jazz and American culture, something like that. Uh, history of rock and roll. Oh, not too yeah. far off. No, not at all. Mm-hmm. It started with jazz. So, <laughs> I'm going to keep goading you into talking, Mikey. Yeah, he, you wanted to come here and hang out and drink. Yeah. Able, we haven't talked about family yet. Is there uh how's the family doing? I feel like we've had you on enough. We've probably gotten through all the <laughs> most of it, yeah. <laughs> Everything I want to share. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We're all we're all good. We're all good, man. How was your family? How was your Thanksgiving, you guys? Good. Had a lot of fun. Oh yeah, it was awesome. Got- I, how was it going home? I don't think we've had you back since before Thanksgiving. Oh, it was a, it was a lot of fun. We fucking I uh, I went back. Mom didn't make enough yams cuz she didn't know my sister and I like yams now. We watched Willy Wonka and just like ripped it the fuck apart. Gene, okay, isn't that the, the family tradition one? that we've had you talk about? Well, it's usually Wizard of Oz. Ah, that's what it is. And so, like, the last time I went down, they watched this the night before I got there. And so I showed up, <laughs> like, oh, we just really watched Wizard of Oz. I'm like, fuck. And then uh, this time, uh, it was a, it was either Wizard of Oz or Willy Wonka. And so we started watching Willy Wonka and ripping that one apart. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I fell asleep halfway through. How do you I was rip super apart bummed. that movie, though? That movie was a masterpiece. There's a lot wrong with that movie. That movie's fucked up. Is that's that the, a that's a family movie. The original or the remake? The original with Gene Wilder. Oh yeah, and fucking dude. Grandpa Joe being an asshole. It's like so yeah, uh, and that it's, creepy ass Mr. Slugsworth. It's psychotic. It absolutely is. But like, yeah, uh, fuck, fuck and the tunnel. unrealistic expectations but for candy that that show or that that movie set for me. And like <laughs> I want some this, chocolate now. The lenses that they used back then, everything about it is nostalgic. Um, no, it's like I well, love and, the movie. I yeah. love that movie. That, that fucking holds a special no, no, place no. in my okay. heart always. That's fair. That's up there with your take about like uh, how Mary Poppins is a sociopath. Mary Poppins is a sociopath. Oh, she for sure is. I've rewatched the movie. I fully agree with you. Well, yeah. I mean, like Disney's just like made its bread and butter off of recycling uh, the Brothers Grimm, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. With a happy ending instead of, like, all of the true, horrific, awful... Although, when you look at, like, all the Disney movies, like, they're a lot more fucked up than we remember in hindsight. (laughs) Yeah. It's always interesting going back and finding... It's more with DreamWorks, but when you go back and you find, like, all the adult jokes and you're like, hey... But not even the adult jokes, like, just... Like, everybody's lives were fucked up. They are... (laughs) You like Bambi and shit? Yeah. I would have added yeah. Bambi. Bambi was uh, a baby who, yeah, his mom just got shot. Right at the beginning. Yeah. Do you guys remember how? Uh, Every <laughs> single Disney princess starts by losing their father. Or, yeah. Or losing their mother, because it's always the evil stuff. Uh, yeah. Every Disney, uh, there's dead parents all over Disney. Yeah. Mm. The pages of Disney's uh, scripts run red with the blood of their characters. Yeah. 
It makes for a... Jungle Book and Tarzan. They both lost both their parents. You ever watch Toy Story? And somehow didn't get eaten by... (laughs) You ever watch Toy Story? Where's Andy's dad? I feel like I've I've noticed that before. But that still hits hits me anytime it gets brought up. Didn't he have a dad in the first one? No. It was always just the mom. You only ever see the mom. You know why? Because dad's dead. Oh, yeah. I don't know. He could be, he could, you know, maybe he's like or, an airline steward and he works really long hours. No. And he's, he's got a layover in Germany. Um, what, every every movie, he's just he's just stuck somewhere else. Frankfurt, specifically. You know, like, and then, like, he's unsatisfied with uh, what flies to Berlin and Frankfurt and stuff you like know, that. You know, he's just. Virgin he, and he moves to Delta. Not the variant, but the 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 airline that's been around way longer. Oh, I thought you were talking about the fraternity, Delta House. Yeah, absolutely, Delta for <laughs> life, brother. Uh, no, I always figured you know he just had a second family out there. He was constantly going on business trips. The same way that Mikey. Paints houses. <laughs> yeah, a I likely do. I story. I paint houses, man. Yep, yep, yep. Look. I caught him once at a gas station. He came up and he was like, "Sean, oh my god, man!" And I thought it was weird that he came and approached me because right. he was covered in like white and red speckles. Yeah, right. He wears his white painter clothes so that it looks like the blood is paint. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it was, it was, it was a trip, man. Like, oh yeah, no, he comes home covered in red paint all the time that I'm not sure is red paint. I never use red paint. <laughs> yeah. It's always white or gray or like fucking tan. Well, I always wonder like how can he afford the the high life when he's spending all this money on red paint? But that's the secret. He doesn't pay. He for makes the paint. his own red paint. Mm-hmm. <laughs> fucking murderer. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> Defend not, yourself, Mikey. I'm all not those, a murderer. This, this is why all Mikey those internet detectives and like desk jockeys like get on this. Like, this is why Mikey's been quiet this episode. Uh-huh. He's been he's been uh, trying not to incriminate himself. Sean, Sean, you can't prove anything. Trying quite poorly, I might add. And I know, <laughs> I know for a fact you can't prove anything. Okay, mm. so you just calm down. How are you so sure about all this? Uh, this. Supposed evidence that is uh, un, un, untangible. Uh, what you, what have you done with it? You covering up your tracks there, pal? No, I've, I'm just saying there's no evidence. You can't find anything. You yeah. can't find any evidence because there is no evidence. I, I mean, oh, if you wanted will. to, you could start digging holes on the, the ranch. Listeners but fat there's a lot of... Well. Uh, <laughs> The ranch is there, like there's a lot of ranch to cover and uh, the desert outside of Nevada <laughs> or the desert outside of Las Vegas right now. I mean, it kind of is. You could just bury somebody up here, dog. Like it is 8 p.m. and like 50 degrees outside. And the 20 minutes that I was waiting for you guys, I was just like, oh, my God, someone's going to murder me. The wind and is blowing dude, and the lights are playing tricks on my coming, eyes. You've been coming up here since we were children. And that still gets you. Oh, it's, it's <laughs> horrifying. I'm fine with like one other person. I feel super safe, but like alone, no. This ranch is fucking creepy. Yeah. See, everybody who didn't grow up here has that thought. 
It's like Except a setting Matt, from because co- Matt lives here, like, so he's kind of got to put up with it. Courage, the cowardly dog. I get a very big like return the slab vibe. That's a show I haven't watched in so long. It's probably a good thing. That show used to give me nightmares. Yeah, no, <laughs> it still will. Up. <laughs> I think that like any the the animators were very smart in uh, realizing that a sudden change in like animation style will be jarring and scary. Yeah, even. Because that's like what most of the scares would come from. They would be like 2D animation and then they'd do some weird like claymation 3D yeah. spooky yeah. thing. And Courage you'd be like, was oh, like great at doing that. Natural. The uh, fucking- is this why you watch My Little Pony, Mikey? Is that just like all the bright colors and consistent animation comforts you? That's Yeah, that's why I watch everything I watch. <laughs> Ooh, colors, shapes. I like it. I mean, you do smoke a lot of weed. I feel yeah, like those man. two go together. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> At least to some degree. I mean, they're not mushrooms, but... <laughs> That's why I like watching movies like The Matrix and, like, fucking Inception and shit. Fucking trippy, man. I miss getting stoned and watching a, like, movie that fucks with your head. You That's something I haven't done in a long time. You get stoned to watch movies all the time. Oh, I get stoned to watch movies all the time. Don't watch a whole lot of movies that'll fuck with your head anymore. Oh, uh, yeah. I think that we're just... It's the same thing with, like, uh, I used to get stoned and listen to albums start to finish all the time. Like, to try and get feel in, something. And get in it. Get in it. <laughs> to feel something. That is to the saddest anything. fucking yeah, thing that I've is the saddest... ever heard in my life. And also the most relatable, bro. I'm with you. I, mean, I didn't mean, like like, I'm dead inside. I mean, like, you know... I would I used to, to just album, listen but... to albums to feel something. Now, nothing. I'm dead inside. <laughs> All hope is lost. Yeah, pretty Pink much. Floyd, nothing. Nothing. Dark yeah. Side of the Moon. See, everybody always talks about how Dark Side of the Moon syncs up with Wizard of Oz. Nobody ever talks about how The Wall syncs up with Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. The Wall? Does it really? Yeah, go watch it. Right here? Go watch it and listen to the wall. Okay. I'm completely talking out of my ass, but you guys both believe me. Uh, <laughs> why? Why this. would you do that? Why would you lie to me, Blake? No, but I don't know. It might be true. No, it, why would that be true? I don't know. What's the runtime of the wall? I'm not looking this up. I'm not playing the. I'm not playing your Jamie, radio games. Jamie, what's the runtime no. of the wall? <laughs> I'm not playing here, Sean. You're not going to be my Jamie? Sean. What's the wall telling you, Sean? Nothing. You're full of shit, dog. <laughs> I really hope the mic picked that up. <laughs> no chance. <laughs> but maybe. I don't know. Now, that should be like bonus content. We all just sit down. We, <laughs> we listen to the wall and watch a bunch of old classic movies and see if it syncs up with anything. That's new podcast. <laughs> <laughs> No, no. I'm, we I'm all serious. know. We all know that fucking Wizard of Oz syncs up with Dark Side of the Moon. Right. But so I'm does saying, the wall sync up with anything? And so each yeah. episode is just kind of like, all right, all we, right. This week we're watching what, Sound of Music. <laughs> what year did the wall come out? It had to have been like 68, 70, somewhere in that range. I'm trying to be the range generous. of when Pink Floyd was making music. Well, they were <laughs> active for more than two years. They weren't the Beatles. 
<laughs> that documentary just the wall came, came out. out in 1979. Mm. Really? That's so that's late. A lot of movies before 1979. Oh, the Godfather. It syncs up with The Godfather. No. <laughs> All right. This week we're trying The Godfather. This week we're trying Star Wars. Young Frankenstein. I, it, it all depends on what the runtime of the wall is. The wall yeah. could be 90 minutes. It could be well, the dark 45. Si- the Dark Side of the Moon uh, isn't as long as The Wizard of Oz. That's fair. Like the the like I I watched on YouTube one time like how how it supposedly syncs up, but like halfway through the movie, it just stops fucking playing music. Uh, it's kind of lame. Yeah, but like that's that's very freeing. Like that opens us up to a lot more movies. What about Wish You Were Here? That album's like twenty five minutes. What do you think that syncs up with? I'm just I'm just committing to this now that Pink Floyd. Syncs up all of its albums with movies. You just you you just think Pink Floyd, yeah, okay. They were on a shitload of acid, and I'm pretty sure like they had the Beatles. At least did, one of them was a schizophrenic. The Beatles dropped a bunch of acid. Yeah, so their fucking music probably lines yeah, up. Yeah, that's why it's all over the place, Mikey. Yeah, <laughs> Beatles. Mm. I'm gonna say talking about the Beatles like they, when Matt's back. Yeah, Matt fucking loves the Beatles. Oh, you missed it last week. We got into an argument because I, I incorrectly said something about the Beatles, and Matt pulled out his encyclopedia of Beatles knowledge. Yeah, Matt's super into the Beatles, and he's defensive of them. Yeah, <laughs> everybody's got. Sean, something. how defensive about the Beatles are you? Well, I actually have a question. Um, is he a Yoko defender? No, not good. nobody likes Yoko. Not a sympathizer. Yeah, I I have I have some friends who are still like, well, you don't understand, like it's just being human. It's <laughs> like, look, man, like if you're ever that big and you have that much attention on you all the time, like you no one is ever going to be on your level. You can't like bring in an ordinary person and then be like, "Oh, and your music is so great too. Paul can never write <laughs> anything like this. It's fantastic." Because then, like, the codependency sets in, and then, like, you're insecure when you show your work to anyone who isn't, like, your yes-person partner. Oh, yeah. It's just, it's, yeah. Um, yeah I don't love to hate her, but she there's did. There's some toxicity t- in there. Yeah, it takes two to tango, right? Yeah. Like, I'm Look, sure. That, John Lennon was toxic as fuck, too. Oh, yeah. Bigger than Jesus. Right. Well, and there was the whole beating his first wife thing, which I think we've already talked about on the show. Oh yeah, wow. Yeah, he was he was like th- there was a lot of good that John did, but there was also some bad. <laughs> we, he, all, yeah. all of the Beatles were toxic in their own way, except Ringo. Ringo was just having a great time. <laughs> George Harrison was toxic. How was George Harrison toxic? I don't know. He had that whole weird like thing with uh with Eric Clapton where they were like stealing each other's wives. Hey, man. Did you not know about that? No, I didn't. Uh, uh, Layla you know was written about George Harrison's wife, and then Blake, she, and then they got divorced, and then she started fucking Clapton. Blake, you should be more sex positive, man. I think there's some toxicity in there. Is there? Whether, I don't know, man. I, I, 
do you think it's okay, Mikey, if you you're married to somebody and all of a sudden your best friend the, writes a song about her and then she starts fucking your best friend? I feel like we're getting a bit accusatory here, <laughs> and I would like to remind oh, no, this everyone is all on record. that we're all friends. <laughs> And no one is fucking anyone's wife? No. What is happening? None of us are married. Yeah. We're good. Oh, my God. I'm not married? Were George George Clapton and Eric Harrison really friends, though? Uh, I mean, yeah. I think so. When you're that famous, can you have real friends? No, I don't think they were ever friends. I think think they pretended to be friends so that they could fuck each other's wives. Yeah, how do you how do you connect? Like they were just they were really just here? hanging out just to get close to each other's wives, right? Like it was each other's wives. Yeah, it wasn't like it <laughs> I wasn't, guess it works. It You're wasn't right. like fucking <laughs> one one friend fucks the other friend's wife and that's it. It's both <laughs> friends fuck each other's friends' wives. Speaking do we of, even we remember Eric Clapton and George Harrison names? What were the wives' names? I have no idea. Exactly. Mm. One of them was named Layla. Because <laughs> the song. There's a song about it. <laughs> All right. Uh, we are coming up on time here. Oh, so, shit. That flew by fast. Yeah. This is a lot shorter than we normally go without Matt here. Because <laughs> Sean I has am a hard bad on. at time management. I do. I have a hard on out. Out. <laughs> I have to be out of Por here. Por que no <laughs> Why not both? Don't put me on blast like that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Blake speaking Russian. Yeah. that's. that's Thank you I'm for speaking. the save, Mikey. I appreciate yeah. you, man. All oh, right, right. You two only speak Celtic and English. Conista too? <laughs> Dude, I speak American, and I speak Irish American. <laughs> Those are the two Which I'm... is just American, but more slurred. Yeah. It's not more both, slurred. It's both just... slurred speech and there's a, other slurred. Hey, there's I don't there's say a heavy slurs. scent of like whiskey on the press. Because we're functioning alcoholics, Blake. We don't slur our words. We have to be drunk in public, okay? <laughs> God damn it. The ignorance here. Yeah, fucking this asshole. This is my culture. Our culture. The worst part is, is I'm part Irish, so I should care. <laughs> we'll get you there one day, buddy. <laughs> I mean, I drink whiskey. I'm, I'm halfway there. Yeah. <laughs> it's half of being Irish. Well, 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 I've got some red hair. Yeah, more, you know, and you can grow a, a nice, a nice uh, beard, unlike me. So you could pass, you could pass, man. Although you know what, I do love You've got my a lucky nice, charms. Get a nice chin, dude. <laughs> it's not very Irish of you. We just have really thick necks that go right up into our mouths. Oh See? yeah, no, I, I got, I got a good like Danish chin. Mm. I don't know. My dad's a little bit of everything. <laughs> God bless Eric. <laughs> right? Love that man. I don't know. I don't know if he listens to all these, but if he does, he listens Eric, to some of them. God, I love you, man. Not, Great guy. Not all Irish dudes have the fucking the necks that the, the turkey neck. Mm-hmm. Like uh, what is his name? Killian Murphy. Yeah, he doesn't have a turkey neck. See, that's the thing though. Is would he if he was not one hundred and twenty pounds? He's a very very tiny man. You know, this that's is fair. That's true. I. Used to have a chin before the pandemic, and that's why I worked out. It wasn't to be like yeah. it wasn't to be at five percent body fat. It was just to have fucking cheekbones, man. Yeah, that's why I saw the pictures. Yeah, I mean, like, hey, no, you have cheekbones now. Thanks, man. I, yeah, when you guys did meet me, uh, yeah, it's it's been a journey. It's been a journey. We we won't we'll end on a happy note. We don't need all, uh, <laughs> all the mental health shit. All right, all right. Love so you guys. We're Thanks start, for having me on. <laughs> we're gonna start closing up here. Uh, 
I do have an interesting archive prepared. I normally go to the trouble of finding a Hollywood-related one for Sean, but I just figured I, I'm going to treat you like any other guest. Yeah, We're going to go history this homework. time. That's what it was. Yeah, I have this one like website bookmarked that's just got like 200 random facts about historical figures. Screenshot that, man. So yeah, that's that's what I do. I don't. I I stop putting the effort to like find guest guest specific ones. All right, uh, <laughs> no judgment. Before the 19th century, dentures were made from dead soldiers' teeth. After the Battle of Waterloo, dentists ran to the battlefield to seek out teeth from the thousands of dead soldiers. They then took their bounty to their dental practices and crafted them into dentures for the t- toothless elite. Nice. So Gross. yeah, just a bunch of French dentists just swarming a battlefield. <laughs> Could you imagine? No, my, my dad has dentures. And uh, oh. fuck it. And he, he'd like pop them out. He'd pop them out and scare the shit out of like my little cousins. My granddad used to do that. Yeah. yeah. Very, very. Your dad has dentures, Mikey? Yeah. Could you imagine? Just your dad? Oh, have we talked about this on the show before? I don't have dentures, Blake. Oh, veneers. Uh, Sorry. Sean, what were you trying to say? Could you imagine being like one of those people like, and you're, you know, your leg is like cleaved off and you're bleeding out, but then some like arcane dentist comes up to you in the midst of the (laughs) battlefield and is like, just like, you're not going to make it. Just give me your teeth. (laughs) Well, I don't morally it's wrong to kill, but. I need those little pearly whites. <laughs> Come to daddy. But it's like 15th century, so he's got like, you know, the, the best soldier, the wealthiest soldier has like four teeth. So that's a lot of work, man. You know? Oh, yeah. A lot of bodies to get well, yeah, one no, full set. If, if they're doing this for the toothless elite, that means like the wealthy people who can afford the best dental care but have like, no teeth. So George Washington. What teeth are you getting from these poor people? You're getting, like, a molar. <laughs> so what is, like, dental insurance to people now? Is that, like, for... Dental insurance to people now is, like, getting your teeth pulled while you're bleeding out on a battlefield in the Battle of Waterloo. I, th- I think adjusting for inflation, mm-hmm. that's that's the that's where our class of people goes. All right. So we, we, we go from having our teeth pulled while we die to... <laughs> To having our teeth pulled while we die, really. Uh, <laughs> Except all the now it's paid for. <laughs> yeah, which is nice. At least there's that. It was paid for before, too, I guess. But you know. Yeah. <laughs> I suppose. At least we have a full mouth of them now. That's that's the difference. We keep them for longer, for sure. And it's a more stale process, removing them. So, <laughs> Anything to add, Mikey? I don't enjoy having my teeth removed. I don't enjoy root canals. And I don't enjoy the veneer process, but I went through it all. And do you still regret that you never got to see your gums yes. before the veneers were put on? Yeah. Have I told you about this, Sean? I, th- I think what? we've, I think we've I asked have, you about this on air, but yeah, tell Sean. I have veneers. And uh, and so like uh, when they do it, they take your real teeth and like fucking whittle them down to like little nubs. Uh-huh. And then so they can cement the new fake teeth over them. Oh. And so, uh, but you can't do it. And we couldn't do it in one sitting. We had to like order the teeth and go back uh, a couple weeks later. And so I got fake teeth put on. It's, but I asked him, I was like, hey, can you like show me what my teeth look like in the mirror? 
when they're all nubby and he's like no i can't show you because like that changes people and i'm like that's the biggest load of shit i've ever heard in my fucking life nah dude like i believe that that um, would fuck with you yeah to see like from a performer standpoint like if you already have some like body image issues and then like that's something that you internalize i can see how that could mess people up you know, yeah, like fucking like, Joker and Batman. Like, I'm Tim mortified of losing a tooth. Give me the mirror. Yeah, I have those dreams all the time. I don't know about you guys, but like losing a tooth. No, I never lose one tooth. I lose them all. It starts oh, with one wiggly God. one and then it pulls out. But then they all like and I can never stop it. Yeah, I have, I have. I've had teeth pulled multiple. I, yeah. I yeah. Have, one Boy, tooth. You have fucking nightmares about your teeth falling out? Yeah. That's fucking terrifying. I, I'm not that afraid of losing my teeth, but like I'm afraid of losing a tooth and looking in the mirror and being like, oh shit. <laughs> like I'm always worried it's gonna like give me a lisp. Well or like I'm gonna whistle on my S's or something. I just don't know. That'd be adorable. You only yeah, if, if if Blake, especially if, if it was I you. picked up a speech <laughs> impediment. <laughs> <just> <laughs> hey Sam, what's going on, man? I'm Scott Malkathan. <laughs> And <laughs> now that we've come full circle and finished on a South Park reference, well, South I Park think that is the best w- place to wrap up. <laughs> Can we just end this by doing a bunch more South Park references? All right. Uh, sounds good to me, okay? Biggie Smalls, right. Biggie Smalls, Biggie Smalls. All right, we're all going to do plug. Yeah, we're going to do plugs in South Park voices. Sean, do you have anything to plug? Any upcoming projects that you're allowed to talk about? Not a, cu- in a couple of months. Uh, I, I, I'm I'd be more than happy to share with you guys and our audience uh, once the projects are officially announced and the cast lists go out and stuff like that. Um, but it's nothing too exciting. A little bit of featured background work and some stand-in work, um, which I should have elaborated on next time. Yeah, uh, yeah, we kind of just tried to hang out because we had such a time limit. Uh, but I liked it though. Yeah. Vibing. And- yeah. Anything mm-hmm. you've been doing? Any shows you've been watching? Any finally any cool restaurants that you want to plug? Got on to um, Succession. Um, I know I'm way behind on the train, but like it's I'm still not there yet, so I don't know what that is. <laughs> what is that? It's the uh, show about media moguls who I, I don't know. When I first heard like the pitch, it seems like really hoity-toity to me. But the performances are killer. The cinematography is great. Um, and the script is just like, it's it's smart. It's original. Uh, and it's one of those shows where like once you start, you're like, God damn it. I don't have another hour to give to this show, but I'm going to watch another episode. It's like a Pringle show. Mm. Once you pop, you can't stop. Yeah, there it is. There it is. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Uh, I don't think that's news to anyone, but if you haven't watched <laughs> Succession yet... Yeah, I'll have to check it out. It's pretty I've, good. I've been hearing that lately. Mm-hmm. I've never heard of this show. Where's it it, what's it on? The HBO Max hype, dude. Ah, They're plugging it really? everywhere. Yeah. Uh, no, nah, I won't waste any anyone's time. I was trying to remember the, uh, waste the my time. old actor's name who was in it, but I can't for the life of me remember. You'd know him if you uh, saw his face. Yeah, probably. I, it's, it's most actors though isn't it isn't it what about like, you mikey <laughs> anything you're watching anything you want to plug um 
Uh, I'm watching Hawkeye, uh, three episodes deep right now. Uh, it's fucking, it's enjoyable. Nice. Uh, and check out at Fat Tango Productions on Instagram and at Fat Tango Podcast on Twitter. And uh, Fat Tango presents a show, an anthology series. We're coming up on our last episode. It's uh, It should be dropped before this episode drops. So go listen to it. It's called I'll Be Home for My Birthday. And it's about uh, Jesus being home for his birthday. Mm, welcome home, Jesus. Just couldn't figure that one out. Yeah. Uh, any other podcasts you do? Maybe ones with Matt Rodolfi? Oh, yeah. That- Matt's not here. Uh, <laughs> check out They Might Be Bronies, a show where we watch My Little Pony episode by episode and talk about <laughs> it and decide if we're bronies. Matt doesn't want you to listen to it if you like this show because we get really crass and fucked up with our humor. And but yet I he say, plugs it every week. Yeah. Anyway. Like, so, like I say, <laughs> I say, fuck it. Like, if you enjoy listening to me talk or you enjoy listening to Matt talk, go listen to that. Listen to us to a t- talk together. All right, that was very put together, Mikey. I'm yes. proud of you. Uh, let's, you can, let's see your plugs. You Blake. can follow me on Twitter <laughs> at Blake Sweet Comic. Uh, you can follow this podcast on Twitter at Family Records Po because there wasn't enough letters for podcast. But you can follow us Sounds on Instagram. Like an excuse to me. You can follow us on Instagram at Family Records Podcast because Instagram rules apparently. Uh, you can listen to the other podcasts that I do with Mikey Lannon and Matt Rodolfi and also Ellis Rodriguez called Four to Tango, where we get drunk and we play stupid games and win stupid prizes. Uh, and if you're in the Bay Area, uh, let's see if this comes out on time. You can catch me today, December 7th, doing stand up at Tommy T's in Pleasanton, California. And you can also catch me at Retro Junkie on December 15th. I think that's all I got. Oh, I got so. another plug. Check out Golden State Taqueria. You get a breakfast burrito. They put the potatoes in there. Not enough uh, fucking NorCal uh, Mexican food spots do potatoes in their burritos. Well, Golden mm. State's also the only place in Livermore that does carne asada fries that I know of. Yeah. And they're pretty fucking legit. I haven't tried them yet. I should. I You just, we glossed over the food, so you had to <laughs> squeeze that one in there. Yeah, I forgot. I, I appreciate it. That, that's actually a great plug. I do love Golden State Taqueria. Yeah. Your nugget of wisdom for the evening. Take it All home right. with you. All right, guys. That's been a fun episode. I'll be at a short one, but uh, we'll catch you next week. Till then. Peace. 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 Late. Late. Out. Out. Yeah. Do you want to do it again? Yeah, please. All right. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> I feel like we have to. We should be better at like telling people what it is at the start. Yeah. But you've been on the show before, so I just completely. <laughs> I've never once seen you guys do that. That's completely new it's to like, me. Has it been that long test. since we've had you on? Yeah. No, oh, Jesus. That's the test to see if people listen to the show. <laughs> Sean clearly doesn't listen to the show. Only when he's on it. Which is I listen fair. to Mikey as well. Not that Mikey. Yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. Peace. Peace. Late. Out. Out. This has been a Fat Tango production.